listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. All right, everybody, welcome to this extremely late edition of Earth Oddity Podcast. We are the bad boys of Southern Evangelical Comedy, and we've got some weird news here. A lot of crazy stuff happening, but first, how's your week? Pretty good. I'm here to announce that I'm going to resign from the podcast because I became TikTok famous in the last day. I got a thousand, oh, 1,096 views on my video that I put up. So congratulations. Things are taking off for me. I just <laughs> let everybody know this might be my last episode as I become a TikTok influencer. I was just fixing to ask, is that is there such a thing as a TikTok influencer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely there are. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is the funny thing because I get like millions and millions of views. That's, that's the joke in all of this. But mm-hmm. I put a video up. I don't think I put it on Facebook. I did put it on Instagram, my Instagram story. I leave you like prancing around in the grocery store while we were shopping. So I put that on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And a, a thousand people have watched it. 20 something liked it. You know, not not a bad percentage. Not as good as I'd like, <laughs> like it to right. be, but not bad. Well, yeah, I think and I had a troll comment <laughs> okay. on it on it too. Some guy was like, uh, wow, maybe you should teach your daughter some self-respect. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be I didn't want to sound too harsh, but yeah. I didn't want to say I think you're you're going after the wrong demographic. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you're after the wrong audience with that video. I was like, uh, I was uh ready to find the guy and fight him, you know? <laughs> Never have I been triggered so much by an online comment. And I've been called every name in the book. I've ruined friendships for myself. I've ruined friendships for my wife. I've, I've had it all. I've been trolled on on football message boards forever. But this was set me off, man. And I had no comeback other than yeah. to be like a grammar police and be like, well, my daughter knows is that self-respect is hyphenated. <laughs> I was like, man, drive and meet me somewhere and I will fight you right now. You know, you may whip me, but Just I'll Just checking. You. you don't know who that is, right? I don't know. Was it you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy thing. On my TikTok, because I don't advertise my TikTok, I got 10 followers, uh, six of which have came in the last day once this video has <laughs> okay. been up there. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, I got 28 likes, not to brag. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I'm ta- rocketing to stardom. I'm going to be internet famous before too long. Huh. And then I'll tell- If only we can figure out how to put a podcast on there. That's what I'm saying. We could. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Uh, we could put something on there, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But uh, I'm not, like, I watch TikTok and I enjoy it. It's funny. If you don't have it, I would recommend getting it because it's funny. I've, I've fought it for a long time. <laughs> right. But I spend my evenings going to bed laughing at TikTok. Okay. All right. And uh, so we could do stuff, but I can't get in with all the trends and stuff, gotcha. all the dancing and everything that people do. I, I just, I know me and I know what I would look like doing it. So we should bring back the Harlem Shake. Oh, maybe so. I forgot I mean, I was about super that. popular for what, five minutes? Yeah, I mean, like for a day and a half, <laughs> yeah. everybody on the internet did a Harlem Shake video. Yes, yeah, Miles did a Harlem Shake video. I participated in one. <laughs> Not to brag. Yeah. yeah. So, but I've had a good week, an extended week, because we weren't able to meet Sunday and record. Mm-hmm. That's on me. 
That was on my my fault. <laughs> my kid Tiny came in late, covered the Sunday school class for me. I did. Talk about how clutch that was. Mm-hmm. Because John, the normal teacher, texted me early in the week. was like, hey, can you cover? I'm going out of town for my anniversary. And I said, yes. And then Thomas didn't mention until like maybe Thursday night that he was going to Fayette to play at church there, at Deidre's church that she grew up in, with her, where her parents go to church. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, well, because Deidre, of course, wanted to go. Had to go. <laughs> you know, she could show her baby boy off and yeah, all that. Yeah. To all the people she grew up with and all that. Look at our son playing bass up, up there, there in the church. Emotionless. Glorifying God. Glorifying the with Lord. With his bass guitar. Playing the root note of every measure. Yes. <laughs> and so we had to go. So I turned to Tiny and you rescued me. Yes. Because otherwise I would have had to go and teach. I mean, my obligation was to the Lord, not to my family. Well, let me tell you what happened. Okay. Uh, Tara, she comes to me Saturday. Oh, no. <laughs> she says... Quick update, Eli, he's about got it licked now, but he's been dealing with like a staph infection on his arm. Like right here in his left elbow, he had Uh, this huge like golf ball size, nasty like abscess. I got one on my finger when I was about his age. Okay. It was on my middle finger, and I remember being so happy to shoot the doctor a bird (laughs) when he wanted to look at it. Well, anyway, he's been he'd been dealing with that. He was on antibiotics, and we're sitting there, you know, doctors like you know, squirting pus out of it and stuff. Fun. And yeah, they would have made an excellent TikTok video. <laughs> I should have gone with him to his appointments if I hadn't been working. Yeah. But she comes and she's like, well, you know, staff is so contagious and I've got to teach Sunday school. Do you think you could stay at home with him Sunday? I ruined y'all's plans. And I said, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I said, I have to teach Sunday school for John, who was originally teaching for other John, <laughs> other John, John number two. Yeah. <laughs> so. I have to teach Sunday school. I said, now look, there's a good chance it's only going to be me and Nick. Right. And if that happens- Nick will come home with you. It's probably just going to be me answering questions about you for, for 45 <laughs> minutes. You know, what's Tara's favorite color? What's Tara's favorite flower? What what's- does she smell like when she gets out of the shower? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, okay, I can, I'm, I'm going to go to service, but I can probably come home. Yeah. And, and she called her mom, and they they worked something out where her mom was going to cover for, her and she was going to stay home with with Eli. Yeah. So we go to I go to church because you know I'm the the spiritual leader sure. of my household. Right. Yes. You know I'm I'm there to glorify God and to yeah. grow in my walk. Exactly. And, Not out of obligation <laughs> at all. And then after that. I'm up to uh, really, I would say, mentor yeah, yeah. You know, other people sure. in our age group. Yeah, I think we call in that Sunday di- school. We call that disciple discipleship. <laughs> yeah, yes, which right. I think discipleship is technically on Sunday nights. Yeah, well, but yeah, it's right. Similar. Yeah. <laughs> so I go upstairs and I'm sitting in there, and for whatever reason, which I know this is a good thing, but that was the Sunday Everybody. half of our class decided <laughs> to come back. So it was like me and the Commons. And all three Amandas. Oh, wow. Because Amanda, well, I don't to say the last <laughs> That's name. That's all right. Amanda from like, you know, ages ago yeah. before COVID, she Basketball came back. Basketball Amanda. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She came back. Nice. So, and also, I forgot to mention this. I got to looking around Saturday night and I didn't have a book. <laughs> <laughs> so I told the class, we're going to, I'm going to take Prairie Quest 
And then I'm going to come around and I'm going to pray for y'all, going to lay hands on y'all. <laughs> Anoint y'all at all. <laughs> yes. And then we are going to sit down and we are going to read this lesson together. <laughs> so I think it did go well, though. Sure. Assuming I did the right lesson because it was a teacher's edition and the oh, teacher's edition the don't have the dates at the That's bottom of the page. And you can't remember so, what we did last week. But now odds are... They won't be back next Sunday, so <laughs> they're not going to they're they're tell John and me anyway. the week before. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Deidre will be glad to know some people came back. She thought we ran everybody off. Okay. She's like, she's like, I don't know why people don't come to Sunday school anymore. Now, I was like, <laughs> because they don't love the Lord as much as we do. Right. <laughs> well, I thought it was me. Yeah. So. Well, well, I think you know, when we get to heaven, when uh, St. Peter, you know, traditionally, who we say is like the gatekeeper or whatever. <laughs> right. When he pulls up the church attendance roll, I'm very confident about my numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I have filled out roll many Sundays. Sure. I've seen all those check marks by my name. (laughs) I know. I want I want I want uh, I want that to be entered into the record. Maybe before (laughs) like my time before the judgment throw. I go, now look. Point of order, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I faithfully attended church <laughs> my whole life. Okay, I will say this: being Protestant, yes, you know, we believe you know you're saved by grace. Right. It is only by grace. Now, works come along, sure, alongside your They're, faith, right, and um, it perfects your faith, and it's how you demonstrate your faith to everybody else. But you're not actually saved by it, right? That's Protestant doctrine, sure. That really really speaks to me as someone who has a sin problem, as someone who's sometimes maybe a little bit bit more comfortable with sin than you should be. I just... I've said it before. I've taken plenty of hits off the old grace ball. You know, <laughs> just give me a <laughs> grace ball. Just give me that right, Lord. Thank you. You know, get my mind right. Okay. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. I'm going to share that illustration with the youth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Sometimes you just need to take a huge hit, say, off hit off the, the old grace ball. ball. Just spark it up one time. You know? <laughs> they burn incense in the temple, right? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, anyways, uh, thank you for covering for me Sunday so I could go see my son play three songs in Fed, Alabama. And then spend a few hours with my in-laws, which is always great because I got cool in-laws. Mm-hmm. And then I had to get back for a special call deacons meeting. So <laughs> yes. normally only have one a month. We got two in this month. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Pretty, pretty important stuff. Going to put a new ro- roof on the pavilion back there at the playground. Had to get that. Oh, off. we need one of those. Had to get that off the table <laughs> real quick. I don't know why we had to have a special meeting, but we did. So I tell you what, Carpenter Bees. Oh yeah, terrible about that. And I, I, I love carpenter bees. Sure, and I know that like bees are the, dying at alarming rate. All of the Earth's plants are like solely dependent sure. on bees, except the ones in front of my house that apparently attract wasps. Right. I don't know why. Like wasps are the pollinators for my bushes. I tell you what, but all that said, carpenter bees—they just need to. Stick to their own trees. Yeah, maybe all right. Just, yes, yeah. right. Can you not tell this is a man-made structure? <laughs> right. It seems to me like it would be safer for you as a bee buzzing around doing your bee stuff if you just kept it all in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Just find a tree somewhere. Yeah. There's there's millions of trees. We only have one pavilion by the playground. Bees. Just mm-hmm. be understanding. You're putting yourself in a position where we'll have to kill you. Now, kudos 
that you've, you've done an excellent job at PR convincing all the kids that you have a stinger. Yeah, right. <laughs> like yes. they're going to get stung if yes. they mess with you. No, that that's was right. Great PR on y'all's part. <laughs> Huge. But you're still messing up a pavilion. <laughs> that's right. We need that. And I know your secret. Yeah, right. I'm not afraid <laughs> of you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll they, come out there with a baseball bat and play Bumblebee baseball. I don't know if anything we're doing is going to fix the bee problem, but we're just putting a new roof on it. Okay. So I didn't even realize it was leaking. Because nobody uses the playground in the rain. That was the point I brought up. Right. Do we really need a a new roof on it? But we do. Well, we need the shade, but I suppose uh, it still shades you, even if it's not as watertight as it used to be. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. Does it matter if it leaks? I mean, that was my question. (laughs) We're not out there when it's raining. I didn't know it leaked. I don't know if it does or if it doesn't. But you know how I just old, know it's got a bunch of holes drilled in sure. it by those daggum carpenter bees. You know how old man will be. You know, yeah, it will yeah. be there one day where you just look at something and be like, that needs fixed. You know, like those shingles are old. Right. We need to get that off there. We don't want visitors coming to the church and seeing <laughs> our our old shingles up there. I tell you what, it is our generation, the Gen X generation, that is when the uh what am I trying to say? The country's uh oh, what's the word for the Stuff. Infrastructure. Yes. Our generation is what's going to kill the infrastructure oh, yeah. because none of us care. Gen Xers don't care. <laughs> they don't want to fix nothing. No, that was another. You know, we had our <laughs> parking lot at church redone too. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, having a good looking parking lot is really important to people when they come to visit your church. <laughs> and I was like, is it really? You know, like I never have considered the parking lot of any facility yeah. i've ever been in my life so say that to the big tent revival <laughs> <laughs> i was like do we really need to spend all this money on that but you know sometimes you're like a lone voice crying into the wilderness <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's just how it goes that said it does look nice it really does. It looks great, especially yes. from the road. People yeah. driving by, probably not even reading those flags we got out there because they're staring at our beautiful parking lot. <laughs> tell you what, I haven't even hardly noticed that billboard they put up because no, no. the parking lot looks so good. The parking lot looks great. We do need to rework our billboard down there at Gabe's house. So yeah. I need to get that. We need to get on that. I'm mm-hmm. on that committee. Right. Ministry team. We're shifting from committees to ministry team. Okay. Rebranding. Huh. Okay. So that means I'm on the cemetery ministry team now. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of the cemetery committee. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm on the cemetery ministry team. Man, people are dying to be served by that team. Ought to be easy to recruit people. (laughs) Which we do. I mean, that's a little inside baseball for the church. We got people... Ain't been to church for like 30 years. The only reason they're on the roll is so they can be buried in that cemetery. <laughs> Which is running out of spots. Yeah, quickly. We're going to relocate the volleyball court eventually. Okay. And you mean we can't have a volleyball court right, sure, right in the middle know of the, the, <laughs> the graveyard heads, anymore? The headstones may provide for a more exciting match on the people <laughs> on that side of the net, you know? Yeah. I remember yeah. there for a while, the youth, they were extremely, what am I trying to say? They were very devout in Wednesday night sure. and Friday night volleyball. Oh, we had, yeah. And I, I used to were... call it volleyball of the dead because <laughs> it's right out there amongst the headstones. Z- zombie volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we, they were, they were volleyball, volleyballing it up for Jesus. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's good. You know, they were there faithfully for that. Well, what do we got this week as far as odd stories? You got plenty to pick from because yeah. we're just now we recording. A, right. We got some topical stuff. Uh, Got a Tennessee story. Uh, got a Texas story. 
and I got a Chicago story. All right. So I'm geographic today. I have a story about an Alabama man. I have a story about three brothers in Ohio. But I wanted to start off off with this. And everybody knows what's going on in Afghanistan, right? Yes, I've heard uh, rumblings. Apparently, the United States has decided to pull our forces out of Afghanistan. Willy-nilly, apparently. You know? <laughs> well, I... Okay, I, I have no idea. Nobody has asked me what yeah. I think about the situation. Oh, no, yeah, that never would ask anybody <laughs> right. like us. But I feel like surely this is, it just seems willy nilly to us, right? I mean, well, I know because both sides are trying to blame the other, of course. Of course. To American politics. <laughs> right. That, uh, that's why we have a two party system. It just makes it easier when you only got to right. blame one you other. Blame group. at all yes. times. Uh, they, that Trump, had this plan in, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was already in motion when he left office. And Biden just didn't have the the presidential authority yeah, I guess to so. overrule Trump's now, plans. We could talk about how Biden overruled the plan that Trump had at the border. Or we could talk about <laughs> how Biden overruled some of his COVID procedures <laughs> yes. and plans that he had in place or lack thereof. Uh, but somehow this one just mm-hmm. couldn't control it, you know. And uh, so they claim that because of that, they had to do this. They had negotiated all this, and this is when it had to happen. But it seemed to me like, you know, you're watching people fall off of jets. I'm sure you saw that video because you like it's, people dying. You know, I don't like people dying. You love people just, dying. You love watching people die. I should that's say. different from loving people dying. <laughs> okay, and I don't love it. I just I. I feel like someone has to witness this. Someone has to bear witness for I don't for history, so. <laughs> for the sake of history. It's recorded on video. We got it, Tiny. You don't have to watch it. It's well, there for pros- posterity. I'll take that into further consideration. But it seems to me like uh, like we should have been getting people out all along. You know, what mm-hmm. was the holdup? Why did we just decide here at the end? Yeah. Hey, let's, all right, hey, we're done. And now the Taliban is like the world's fifth largest military because they've got all these MRAPs and well, now, I know, they got like drones and all this stuff that we just left over there. Seems like it was some short-sighted thinking. Did they not try to stop it? I mean, well, Biden said that it was, what, 300,000 Afghan troops that we trained yes. and, and left over there? And then yes. the Taliban is like, we're in charge. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, well. I guess you're in charge now. Well, yes, that was part of it. They did not put up the strongest defense. But I think it's important to point out that, you know, we've been fighting in Afghanistan for like 20 years. The mm-hmm. Afghan National Army has double the amount of casualties we do. So they could have just been like, this is a lost cause. I mm-hmm. don't feel like doing it, you know. I'm tired of getting shot at and whatever. This is this is the best alternative. I don't know. It's hard to reason what why they would not yeah. put up a better defense. But maybe they were overpowered. It also bothers me that these dudes, did they just think they were going to hang on to the side of a plane? Yeah, that's... Across a whole ocean? <laughs> I don't... Okay. No. I mean, I, I know oh, you're laughing at him, man. <laughs> this is a tragic situation, Ty. I know you're desperate, but what were you thinking? <laughs> I know. I know, I know you're desperate, but you think you think Uncle Sam's going to pull over? Oh, I guess we can't take off because this dude's hanging on the side. Let's land and get this guy inside, y'all. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Which I, you know, it's it's tragic all the way around. So I I, I don't know that it feels, and I'm sure you know people who have served and and been over there. But I would feel like if I were in their shoes, it would feel like man, I did a whole lot of this for nothing. Yeah. You know? And that's 
for the American side of it, the most tragic mm-hmm. thing that we put time, resources, money, and lives on this, and now it's exactly like it was when we went. Over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and hopefully, you know, since the CIA is probably not going to be dabbling around there anymore, the opioid crisis will get better in America. So that's the bright side. Always look for the silver lining. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, and this, just just to bring this up, and because I'm not smart enough to know what the right decision is, yeah. but. Yeah, there's this thing called the sunk cost fallacy. You yeah. know, like how long does America have to stay over there before things are? You you see what yeah. I'm saying? No, I, I like I just, like does America? Do we just have to have like a permanent presence over there? For no, for the, I agree mm-hmm. with pulling out. I've yeah, been yeah. wanting to pull out for a long time. You know, old liberal John. I don't <laughs> want to be in no. Wars. You love pulling out. Yeah. No, I don't. I got <laughs> I got plenty of kids. But yeah, so I've been for that. I just feel like we just. It's like no one in charge thought of like uh, maybe we all these all these people who helped us in the war effort. You need to ramp it down. It's, well, yeah. you know, not so sudden. Well, maybe like two months ago, you start going, "All right, guys, we're going to take a plane load out a day," and then <laughs> right. and then on you know whatever day it was, I guess Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, "All right, we're done." Guys, we're all out of here. We got all our equipment. We're not leaving behind. There were like Taliban members in the like Capitol building with M16A4s. You know, you're like, yeah. where did you get that at? <laughs> yeah. And they're like riding around. Well, and, apparently the Afghani troops handed them over. <laughs> well, they're like riding around in MRAVs and all this stuff. You're just like, man, but did we think about any of this? <laughs> you know, like, did we think about any of it? Mm. But I mean, the Taliban's in charge. And I hate it, but it is what it is. I don't think, I mean, I said this when we decided to go over there anyways, that it was going to be a hard road to hoe. Right. I mean, Afghanistan is like an unconquered area of the world. I guess since Genghis Khan probably rolled through there. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty tough and resilient people. Hard terrain, all that. The Soviet Union tried for forever and failed, so... Well, you talked about looking for the silver lining yeah. in everything. Sure. And I've got one for you right here. Okay. This comes from the AP. The Taliban promises women's rights secure and secure for a better security under Islamic rule. Okay. Well, there we go. And if there's one thing we yeah. can trust, sure. it's the Taliban to stick up for women's rights. I mean, right? Tiny, we had hundreds of ceasefires negotiated with the Taliban over these last 20 years. And sure, they upheld every one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. And they're especially known for how good they treat women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very progressive. I mean, Extremely. almost borderline feminist, <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway. The article here is the Taliban vowed Tuesday, that's today. Well, today is reference of recording this. Yeah. To respect women's rights, forgive those who fought them, and ensure Afghanistan does not become a haven for terrorists as part of a publicity blitz aimed at reassuring world powers and a fearful population. Okay. Well, there we go. Look, I'm glad they, they decided to get on the PR front. If one thing we've, we've, they picked up from us in these 20 years is like, hey, we need to get ahead of the story. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's control the narrative. Following a lightning offensive across Afghanistan that saw many cities fall to the insurgents without a fight, the Taliban have sought to portray themselves as more moderate than when they imposed strict forms of Sharia law in the late 1990s. But many Afghans remain skeptical and thousands have raced to the airport desperate to flee the country. And we saw those yeah. videos. Oh, yeah. Pretty desperate. 
Older generations remember the Taliban's previous rule when they largely confined women to their homes. They banned television and music. That's not such a bad that second one there. Well, I mean, that's very Baptist of them. <laughs> yes. We would do that. And held public executions. That's, oh, wow. that's a bridge too far. Yeah, that's not good. A U.S.-led invasion drove them from power months after the 9-11 attacks, which al-Qaeda had orchestrated from Afghanistan while being sheltered by the Taliban. Now, I can't say this dude's name. It's Zabihullah Mujahid. Nailed it. (laughs) That's exactly as now I heard him say it on CNN earlier. He is the Taliban's longtime spokesman. He emerged from the shadows Tuesday in his first ever public appearance to address those concerns at a news conference. He promised the Taliban would honor women's rights within the norms of Islamic law. So I guess you you can breathe. (laughs) Well, I, I, I think there's a... Much like uh, our Christian dogma, there's kind of a wide gambit, right. you know, that of, of adherence. There's very fundamentalist people. There's kind of fundamentalist people that we call Baptist, and then there's like you know, you get on into your Episcopalians and all that. So yeah. Well, the, the Taliban have also encouraged women to return to work, and they have allowed girls to return to school. Okay, handing out Islamic headscarves at the door. Ah, okay. <laughs> Here's well, your head covering. Yeah, you got to put your school. head cover on. <laughs> yes. yes. A female news anchor interviewed a Taliban official Monday in a TV studio. The treatment of women varies widely across the Muslim world, and sometimes even within the same country. With rural rural areas, why is that word so hard? I have to trouble saying rural too. <laughs> Tending to be far more conservative, some Muslim countries, including neighboring Pakistan, have had female prime ministers, while ultra-conservative Saudi Arabia only recently allowed women to drive. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's been within the last, like, six years or so. Just out of curiosity, I'd like to see some stats. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they ain't parallel parking, you know? <laughs> he also said the Taliban would not allow Afghanistan to be used as a base for attacking other countries as it was in the years before 9-11. That assurance was part of a 2020 peace deal reached between the Taliban and the Trump administration that paved the way for the American withdrawal. So I guess here's what you was talking about, this Trump's fault. The Pentagon said U.S. commanders are communicating with the Taliban, and they work to evacuate thousands of people through Kabul's international airport. It said the Taliban have taken no hostile actions there. Uh, He reiterated that the the Taliban has offered full amnesty to Afghans who worked for the U.S. and the Western-backed government, saying that nobody will go to their doors and ask why they helped. He said private media should remain independent, but journalists should not work against national values. (laughs) Okay. I've got that part of Trump. You guys are are your own boss. Yeah. But you you should say what we like to say. Just be clear about this. (laughs) Kabul, the capital, has remained calm as the Taliban patrol its streets, but uh, many remain fearful after prisons and armories were emptied out during the insurgent sweep across the country. Sure. Kabul residents say groups of armed men have been going door to door, seeking out individuals who worked for the ousted government and security forces. It was unclear if the gunmen were Taliban or criminals posing as militants. The spokesperson here, he blamed the security breakdown on the former government, saying that the Taliban only entered Kabul in order to restore law and order after the police melted away. A broadcaster in Afghanistan said that she was hiding in a relative's house, too, frightened to return to work. She said that her and other women do not believe the Taliban have changed their ways. She spoke on condition of anonymity. Anonymity 
I nailed it. You did. She just said it. it the first time. But sometimes you got to like ramp your brain <laughs> yes. up and get your brain and your yeah. tongue communicate. She she remained anonymous sure. because she's afraid for her safety. Uh, the a U.S. National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, my cousin. <laughs> oh, cousin Jake. <laughs> oh, cousin Jake. He said that U.S. and other governments will not simply take the Taliban at their word when it comes to women's rights. Like I've said all along, this is not about trust. This is about verify, Sullivan said at a White House briefing. And we'll see what the Taliban end up doing in the days and weeks ahead. And when I say we, I mean the entire international community. And then after that, it just goes on some of the history, like you know what was going on in the 1990s when they yeah. were largely in control of the area. I think those are the, the high points of the article. So, well, maybe, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe it won't be so bad. Uh, yeah. I, I would like to point out to everybody that uh, what you saw happen in Afghanistan is what an insurrection looks like. What, <laughs> what happened on January 6th was a bunch of overweight baby boomers wandering <laughs> around a Capitol building. Okay? I mean, there's an important... After the police allegedly sure. removed the barricades yeah. and let them in there. And We've just gotten a little loosey goosey with our language. Yesterday or day before, I you know when it happened, it's been going on in Afghanistan. That's a real insurrection. Okay, <laughs> right. all right. I just want to point that out to everyone. I think that's an important point of order to make. Right. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm not saying the guys on January 6th were in the right. I'm not saying they shouldn't be punished for what they did. I'm just saying. If that's what we're calling an insurrection, then I don't know what you call yesterday in <laughs> Afghanistan. All right. Right. So a coup. <laughs> yeah. I guess you could call it a coup, <laughs> a violent coup at that. But right. they're going to be cool now. So it's a cool coup. <laughs> cool coup. Yeah. No, everybody, everything's going to be. I know we were in charge before when y'all came over Dude, here. The Taliban needs to hashtag that. <laughs> hashtag cool coup. <laughs> I'll do it when I when I finish getting it TikTok famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I did see a funny picture. I posted it in the uh, Discord. I don't know if you saw it in the sports room. <laughs> I did. Uh, no, I it's all of it's like a group of Taliban guys inside the Capitol building, all sitting behind a desk, and one of them is holding somebody photoshopped it, holding up a sign that says "We want Bama." <laughs> <laughs> But we would destroy them. They've never faced the grind of an SEC schedule. No. You know, right? And as far as I know, they've never won a national championship. You know? So long as our victory don't hinge on a field goal, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> we got a good field goal kicker <laughs> That's now. a good point. No. Last last year, we, right. we, we were good we at field goals. We didn't miss any all year long. <laughs> now, there were no real fans in the stands or anything. Probably made it a little easier. <laughs> Everybody throwing whiskey bottles at him or whatever. Well, anyways, let's move on to an area of the country that is like Afghanistan in that it is extremely backwards and violent, and that would be Tennessee, okay? Okay. A state investigation into a dog muzzle that was sent to Tennessee's former vaccine manager. Have you seen all that? Are you you aware of the story? I was aware of the headline. I saw the headline. Supposedly, she she was saying that we should just give the kids the vaccine no matter yeah. what the parents think or something, she got fired for it because, she's right. again, she's in Tennessee. She's sure. not in California. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> You're not in Vermont. Yes. You know? 
Uh, shout out to Stan, I think, who put this in the Facebook group. Well, anyways, that uh, investigation closed Monday after it was found that the dog muzzle, so she, somebody sent her a dog muzzle, <laughs> right? Um, was actually ordered with the official's own credit card. Huh. So she ordered it herself. Hmm. Dr. Michelle Fiscus, a pediatrician who served as Tennessee's medical director of vaccine preventable diseases and immunizations, was fired in July after she released a memo citing a 34-year-old state law about whether minors may get medical care with their parents' permission. The memo led legislators to question whether Ficus was undermining parental authority. She was fired soon after. Tennessee's health department told CNN at the time it could not comment on personnel matters. Ficus claimed to have received the muzzle a week prior to her termination. At the time, the Tennessee Department of Health officials contacted the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security, expressing concern that the muzzle was intended as a threat. Hmm. I don't really know if I would consider that a threat. Shut up. Yeah. Or we're going to muzzle you. Or we're going to put a muzzle on you. Yeah. But... Whoever did this stole her credit card well, and ordered it with her information. She told investigators she had no knowledge of who sent the muzzle, the report said. Maybe it was her husband. The <laughs> he's just tired of you've been yapping for years, lady. <laughs> the uh the Tennessee Department of Safety and Homeland Security, that's T D O S H S. Uh, investigation found the dog muzzle was ordered from an Amazon account that appeared to be attached to Fiscus and her credit card, according hmm. to a report released <laughs> Monday. Hold tight. No, I didn't send it to myself, Fiscus tweeted Monday. <laughs> In a statement, Fiscus said she requested that Homeland Security obtain a subpoena as Amazon refused to release details of the account that ordered the muzzle that was delivered uh, to her office on July 3rd. We have now learned that a second Amazon account has been established under my name using what appears to be a temporary phone, possibly in Washington State. That's a Google number, probably, if that's (laughs) in fact what happened. (laughs) I have asked Homeland Security for the unredacted report so I can investigate further and am wait, awaiting their response. Huh. Well, I look forward to her, the conclusions of her own investigation yes. into what's going on. According to the report, the American Express card listed as the payment method on the first Amazon account was an exact number match for the American Express card that was used to purchase the muzzle on the second Amazon account. Hmm. So, according to her, they've not only created another Amazon account, but they've stolen They her, stole her credit card to do it. Yes, her credit card to do it with. Well, you know these hackers. I mean, they can be quite tricky. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're all... They uh, they flipped the election. Everybody knows that. You know? <laughs> right. Well, they flipped the election four years ago. Sure. This last one was good. Yeah, it's totally legit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, then the Facebook fact checkers will tell you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean... It, Tiny, who among us wouldn't think that Joe Biden would get more votes than Barack Obama? <laughs> you know? Right. Who among us? Hey, he's so crary. Joe Biden's so charismatic. Of <laughs> yeah. course people Smooth are Smooth talker. Oh, yeah. They're coming out to support him <laughs> left and right. No. I mean, there's no way. 
the most secure election <laughs> in U.S. history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just hate that the health department here it concluded, they wrapped up their investigation because I would like them to look in to see if she had anything to do with the noose that was hanging in Bubba Wallace's garage. <laughs> that, I'd forgotten about that. People you know, forget. People, I, I'm, I am people. I forgot that that even happened. I, that was such a bizarre, like, like three-day story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, he was coming out like, oh, they're harassing me, and then. Everybody's like, yeah, no, that's just the garage door pull, man. <laughs> like, that's not even a noose. It's two yeah. half inches. <laughs> you know? like, Somebody like, didn't get their merit badge. <laughs> right. It's really a taut line hitch, I believe, is what was on there. But yeah, that's wild. Huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't, this lady clearly ordered this to <laughs> garner sympathy. Right. She, she read that 34 year old law, thought mm-hmm. she was going to get cute. Come out here and go, look, we got the authority. We'll we'll poke whatever drugs we want to in your kid. It don't matter what you got to say. Yeah. The law says it. And then And then it turns out that won't fly in Tennessee. Yeah, right. <laughs> Tennessee's like, well, that's a bad law, and you will not do that. I mean, look, any comedian will tell you you gotta know your audience. Yeah, read the room. You know, yeah, that, read the room. That goes for more than stand up. Sure. Right. That goes for uh, many things. Uh, just about every situation in life that <laughs> yes. goes for. You have to know who you're talking to. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, so and then she was probably just like, well, man, how can I get, well, how can I get out of this? Oh, let me send a dog, dog muscle. muscle. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it from my real Amazon account. I'm going to create another one. Yeah. And instead of. And now Homeland Security. Yeah. That is usually has their time taken up with bomb threats. Sure. Maybe terrorist cells operating in America, like yeah. Russian hackers. Sure. Now they have to sit down and look at this lady's <laughs> Amazon right. account and go over her order history. Yes. And try to figure out where this dog muzzle came and, from. You know, I think we all consider doctors to be smart, right? When I when somebody uh, I mean <laughs> now look, yeah. I'm talking about smart about medicine. <laughs> Okay, okay as about to say. You know, intelligence. Because I, I was going to say that, okay, obviously, I, I'm sure every doctor out there is smarter than I am. Sure. But just about beca- doctor stuff. <laughs> but just because someone's a doctor yeah. don't mean they know everything. And also, someone had to graduate last in class at the doctor's, <laughs> yes. you know, yeah. group. We think about, you know, <laughs> they're dumb doctors, yeah. but... The dumbest doctor is probably smarter than me. Uh, society with what me. was the name of that one doctor that was saying that hydrochloroquine was no name. <laughs> the uh, the one that was saying hydrochloroquine was the, oh that lady was like she was like uh, <laughs> yes. she was a gym. I think she turned out being right though. You know, <laughs> did she? They gave my dad that when he had COVID. Well, I just remember that she was. Uh, I mean, she was going on and on about like. She was starting to talk about angels and sure. demons. And- oh, I know. She was she was bringing it. <laughs> I, I was wanting to get on social media and be like, hey, we need to listen to the science. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I, back to my point. I think society would consider doc, a doctor to be smarter than me. If you put yes. a side-by-side, they're like, hey, this person's a doctor. <laughs> you know, Let's do a survey, family feud, out of 100. Who's smarter, the doctor or the furniture boy, you know? <laughs> yes. Everybody would choose a doctor. But I would know, number one, not to create a second Amazon account in my own name. <laughs> number two, to go and get a Visa gift card. 
with cash somewhere that has minimal security cameras and then load that up to pay for the dog muzzle I'm going to ship myself. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And so in that instance, I'm a hundred times smarter than this doctor. (laughs) Now you don't want me taking out your kidneys or anything like that. I got you. But if you're petty crimes, (laughs) I'm your man. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Theft up to grand larceny. That's where I'm at. I'm your guy. All right. Well, my next two stories are uh, maybe just a tad dark. So just just know that going forward, as if people falling off planes <laughs> wasn't. Yeah. We started off with a bang. <laughs> yeah. Well, that Taliban's cool though. Everybody knows <laughs> they are now. Yeah, they've oh, changed their ways. It's the, it's the new Taliban. <laughs> yeah. You know, this isn't your granddaddy's Taliban. <laughs> no, no, no. These are very progressive. <laughs> right. Uh, This comes from Newsweek. Driver waiting for assistance with broken down vehicle fatally shoots a naked man in Alabama. Okay. Now, what? uh, Let me guess what county this is from. (laughs) I'm going to say Calhoun. That's a really good guess. Uh, I'm I'm not 100% sure where this comes from, but this was... A press release from the Birmingham Police Department. Okay. So not too far away from us. No, here. Yeah, definitely could happen. People get killed in Birmingham all the time. <laughs> yeah. It used Why to am be I laughing at that. It used to be number ten, like yeah. top ten deadliest no, yeah. cities in the United States. I think uh I think I mean, we've gotten we bumped down that list, but mm-hmm. just because some other cities got jealous and stepped their game up. Like <laughs> right. Chicago has been going <laughs> after. Now Chicago, they're undisputed that, national they, champions in homicides. Chicago is the Alabama Crimson Tide of murdering people. <laughs> yes. You know, like they are putting up <laughs> unprecedented numbers. It's a dynasty, really. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like nobody can knock them off. <laughs> New Orleans had a shot back in the nineties <laughs> and right. they let it go. It's just like LSU and Alabama. They had yeah. a shot. And they let it go. Now, they're, they've made a comeback. There's always a lot of killings in New Orleans. But, right. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's I, enough jokes about murder. <laughs> or is it? Well, let's read this story. I'm sure we'll find a couple more. <laughs> now, I, I just wanted to point out that, I mean, we love to talk about Florida man on this podcast. We talk about Ohio sure. man sometimes. Yeah. Oregon man. We don't do a ton of stories out of out of Alabama, and right. people may think that we're biased. We're trying to you know cover up no our own skeletons. Uh, no, it just we just don't come across I, as many. If I see an Alabama story, I try to get it on the podcast. Yeah, but Alabama as a state, we know how to keep things down home. That's right. No, yeah, we don't talk. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. stuff don't happen. No, I'm just saying we keep it out of the press. Look, we've been paying players longer than the NIL <laughs> was ever even thought of, and everything's been cool. You know, we all just <laughs> hush hush. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, a naked man in Alabama was fatally shot today by a driver waiting for assistance with a broken vehicle. According to a press release from the Birmingham Police Department, the incident occurred around 1.30 a.m. local time on Tuesday. Officers with the Birmingham Police Department were responding to reports of a person shot near 2549 7th Avenue North, police said. All right, so it was Birmingham. Yeah. When Birmingham police officers arrived on the scene, they discovered an unresponsive victim laying on the road. Police said that the victim appeared to be suffering from a gunshot wound. According to the Birmingham Police Department, preliminary investigations of the incident suggest the victim was walking around the area fully nude. Okay. which I mean, is, it was kind of warm last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, While the victim was walking around the area naked, he reportedly walked towards a driver that was inside a broken-down vehicle waiting for assistance, which 
That's a bad place to be broken down yeah. <laughs> waiting for no, assistance. That is tough. <laughs> I mean, you know, if your car like dies in Birmingham, you know, you're like, oh man. This is bad. This is for real. I've bad. made some really bad decisions. Well, honey, in my did life. you put the pistol in your purse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what this driver was Absolutely. thinking. He was on edge already. According to the police department, the victim then opened the door of the broken down vehicle, which Okay, number one, you have your doors yeah, yeah. unlocked. No, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to to blame yeah. anybody, but you broke down in Birmingham, sure. and your doors are unlocked. Look, I lock my doors in Vance, and I don't unlock them until I get to Aniston. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, that's when the victim opened. The, okay, the victim opened the door. Then the driver fired the gun at him, according to police. Shortly after discovering the unresponsive victim, officials with the Birmingham Fire and Rescue Department arrived on the scene to assist. The Birmingham Fire and Rescue Department transported the victim to UAB Hospital, which is a fantastic hospital, by the way. If you're if you're gunshot, that's where yeah, you want to yeah, take you. No, UAB one of the best hospitals in the world. Yeah. yeah, where he was pronounced deceased. Police said in the press release, the Birmingham Police Department identified the victim as 23 year old Marcus Leroy Williams of Birmingham. The driver that shot Williams was not identified by police. I'm assuming there's probably an investigation right. happening. Definitely. I mean, at this point, we just I'm assuming we probably just have his word for sure. it. Sure. So police did not provide any further information on the gun that was used or how many shots were fired. According to the police department, the unidentified driver of the disabled vehicle remained on scene shortly after police arrived. Police said in the press release that the driver of the vehicle was taken to Birmingham Police Headquarters, where homicide detectives questioned the motorist. Uh, the police department said they will continue their investigation. Anyone with information on the incident is encouraged to come forward. And then it goes here and talks about anonymous tips can be submitted to Crime Stoppers through the Birmingham Police Department's mobile app. In addition to the naked man, the Birmingham Police Department said they were investigating another fatal shooting at around 2.20 a.m. local time on Tuesday. So just about an hour after this sure, one. Sure, doubling it up. Officers were dispatched to 1313 3rd Avenue North following reports of an, in, of an individual who was shot. When they arrived on scene, the victim was lying unresponsive on the walkway of the property, suffering from a gunshot wound. Tough. But th- this guy wasn't naked, so no. that's why we didn't talk about that one as much. In <laughs> we the, only care in about the, the naked guy. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, we're a stand-your-ground state, so assuming this guy... he'll, he'll Assuming probably, he's telling the truth yeah. and that the guy did try to yeah, open right. the door... Who knows? Which though. maybe he was just you know looking for a car stereo. Yeah, right. And unaware that someone was in there. But you still can't do that. I have a friend who was robbed, put in a car and robbed at gunpoint, and then made to take off all his clothes and put out in Alberta City. He was he was dropped off or yeah. made to put out in no, Alberta no, City. No, no. He was dropped off. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm bad phrasing <laughs> on my part. They dumped him out of the car in Alberta City. Oh, naked. That's that's bad. Uh, no, like over there on the road that cuts through from Ducor into the heart of Alberta. I used to live off that road. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> could have been you, Tiny. Well, no, yeah. it wasn't. So it could have been. If they made me undress, they would have made asked me to put my clothes back on. Oh, they would have been extremely turned on. <laughs> If, if I would have done that, <laughs> I may have been made to put out. Oh, uh, I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> now, anyways, uh, 
Yeah, so it could have been a scenario like that, and the guy was just looking for some refuge. <laughs> yeah, Which my friend, he was walking down the road, and he said a, a truck rolled up to a, a slow roll and just threw a pair of pants to him. It was like a like an angel from heaven <laughs> threw a pair of pants. I How was big like, were the pants? That's what I said. I said, were they your size? And he's like, there wasn't anything keeping me out of those pants. <laughs> you know, he was like, I, it didn't matter what size they were. I was going to get them home. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little while later, the cop showed up. So, all right, yeah. Well, but yeah, that, that can happen. Um, is is there any kind of moral to the story? Are there any lessons to learn? If you're broke down on the side of the road, anytime, but certainly sure. if you're in Birmingham, lock the doors. Lock the doors, definitely. Probably not a terrible idea to have a pistol on you. Sure. And if you're naked walking around in Birmingham, yeah. don't. Open anybody's door. You know, like he's just, probably sitting there seeing the naked guy like walk around and he was like, Man, you know, I hope he don't come over here. But why would you not lock the door? You know, I don't think you were startled by the naked guy. I've never I've seen plenty of naked guys and none have caught me by surprise. Right. You know, like snuck up on me, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been surprised by some, <laughs> but none have snuck up on me before. Uh, don't you think you? It's hard like, to sneak up on John Long. Yeah, why don't you? Don't you think you crack your window and be like, "Hey, man, don't come over here." You know, like, <laughs> right. look, you stay over there. I don't want none. Yeah, uh, whatever you got, I don't want it. You stay over there. Yeah, hmm. or maybe he was pulling that thing. Like, maybe if I don't look at him, he won't think I'm here. You know, like when you're. That would probably be me when you're like uh, on the street and you pull up. You know, like in front of a driveway and the mm-hmm. person can't get out in traffic and you won't make eye contact with them. You're just like, I'm just pretending I don't see you. You know, they're like, like staring the dude in, a hole through you. Like the dude in office space yes. who, when the guy came up trying to sell flowers, right. he like turned his rap <laughs> gangster rap all the way down and locked the doors. Yes. Right. <laughs> office space. Great movie. That's a movie I've seen. Great movie. Well, let's talk about Death Row since we're in a happy segment of the <laughs> okay. show. Okay. A death row inmate sues for pastor's touch during an execution. Hmm. Okay. Now, when I read this headline, I thought it was like a pastor touched him while he was being executed, and he's suing from beyond the grave. You know? <laughs> okay. It's not that cool. <laughs> a Texas death row inmate has sued state prison officials to allow his pastor to lay hands on him as he dies from a lethal injection. John Henry Ramirez, 37, is scheduled to be put to death in the Texas death chamber. He's not even kin to Richard Ramirez, is he? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Probably not. Could be. I don't know. Maybe a distant cousin. Uh, well, John Henry is scheduled to die on September 8th, but his attorney said in a federal lawsuit filed Tuesday in Corpus Christi that state prison officials had denied his request to have his pastor lay hands on him as he dies. Which to me, I, I I don't know why you need somebody to lay hands on you while you die. I don't know. I mean, I don't guess it would hurt anything. You think if you're worried about where you're, what's going to happen yeah, right. afterwards? You know. Do you think he's expecting the pastor to heal him like a <laughs> like a Jimmy Swagger type deal, know. Benny Hinn? If I was him and and I was going to be executed on September 9th, I'd be like, can y'all can y'all kill me on September 11th? <laughs> I want to die on the anniversary. I want people to never forget. <laughs> That's wrong. Man, we have been in a dark place. <laughs> <laughs> the lawsuit asked a federal judge to allow Dana Moore, pastor of the Second Baptist Church, a Corpus Christi congregation of about 200 worshipers, 
to be present in the death chamber at his execution. And like, yeah, if you were on one him. of his family, that would be an easy day to remember. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've always been weirded out by Second Baptist churches. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like. Why are you trying to steal the shine with of, all the number of First Baptist churches? Yeah, right. it's like. Yeah. Well, you too good to be a first Baptist? <laughs> well, yeah, just be a first Baptist. I don't know. Uh, so, anyways, they said the the department has uh has not issued a comment on the matter, of course, because it's an ongoing litigation. Uh it says that Moore has ministered to Ramirez for five years. So mm-hmm. uh, I just don't I don't get the request for this. I don't know, but I've never been faced with execution. Right. And if people would follow my direction and not be killing people, then we wouldn't have this problem to begin with. Right. Assuming the this person is guilty and he wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, one of these sure. situations where an innocent man. Yeah, no, which that happens. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And if you're the pastor... I, just I was like, just fixing to ask. Okay, you're Pastor John. Yeah. All right. How about this? You don't have to be a pastor. You're you're a deacon. Let's say you're my deacon. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to be killed on September 11th. Am I your family's deacon? I actually I don't think I think uh, Stan is. Uh, I lost my list. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get a copy of it on Sunday. <laughs> I know most of them. They're always rolling on new ones, and we'll switch around okay. and all that. Well, now it's been a while since I checked. Last I checked, ours was Stan. Okay. So. Last I checked, Eric was mine. <laughs> when you become a yeah, deacon, thought, he was he was ours too. Like yeah. when he was still a member. When you when you become a deacon, they don't worry about your family anymore. Uh, <laughs> well, you're you're you know, the one that's supposed to take care of everyone a, else's family. We're a level above everybody yes, else. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, so, would you would you lay hands on me? Absolutely while not. I was dying? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't even want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll come. Because, you know, I'll support you in your death. Yeah. But I don't want to come, but I'll come. Huh. But but putting my hands on you as life leaves your body, well, we're going to have to be real close. Hmm. You know, I'd do that for my wife, maybe. Are you kind of like weirded out? By yeah. that? I'm not judging. I'm just yeah, asking. No, yeah, no, I am weirded out. I yeah. don't like watching people well, a, die. A lot, a lot of people are. You so. love watching people <laughs> die. I don't love it. Tell me you wouldn't put your hands on this inmate. I would volunteer right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely you would. In fact, y'all, anyone knows this guy. I, I'm not a pastor, but I will you will be one of the few people I yes. pray for. <laughs> you can you can contact Tiny at www.gorevideos.com. Okay. <laughs> oh mercy. Yeah, I would never do that. Huh. I know. I just don't. I mean, let's just get, say I go and kill somebody tonight. Yeah, right? I'm not going to. I'm going straight home after this podcast. Just so if I need an alibi, okay, okay. But if I did, and I'm I'm scheduled for execution, I would not ever ask anybody to do that. You don't have to ask, John. I, I know. <laughs> Tiny just gonna burst in there. <laughs> I can't say anything because I like. I got like a gag in my mouth yeah. or something. Because we don't use the we don't use the electric chair in Alabama anymore, do we? I don't think does anybody use it anymore. I, don't know. I thought that would, that was gone. For people who don't know on the podcast, we had an awesome electric chair, <laughs> and it was called the Big Yellow Mama. Oh, okay? I remember reading about the yeah. Big Yellow Mama. Oh, the Big Yellow Mama sent a mini on into the Great Beyond <laughs> mm, across man. the River Jordan. Yeah. Hopefully, for some of them. Uh, anyways, 
Yeah. I, I would like to use it just because. Yeah. Just for that name. I held my dad's hand as yeah. he passed on. Well, and, and I did the same for my grandfather. And I was like, I mean, I was sad, but I wasn't weirded out by it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I would think for a loved one, mm-hmm. you know, that's a different thing. Yeah, I, I would hold my wife's hand if yeah. she were to pass away or whatever. I would want to do that, mm-hmm. you know, that last bit of connection you have with them. I think that's logical. Right. I wouldn't ask Brother Allen to put his hands on me as I died. Though. Right. I just wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I would be uncomfortable he if probably he wanted would. <laughs> right. But I would be uncomfortable if he showed up and wanted to do it. Uh-huh. I'd be like, no, no, well, I'm good over here. Just let me die mm-hmm. uh, with no hands on me. Unless it's my wife's. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Gotcha. Well, you know what? Staying on 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 brand here <laughs> with this theme. I can't wait for the Cajun curl. <laughs> I'm just going to read the headline here, okay? Three brothers die after being stuck in a manure pit in Mercer County. Okay. Now, this is just, I, I cannot think of many worse ways to go. It's a crappy situation. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Mercer County, Ohio. Three men have died after being stuck in a manure pit in Mercer County on Tuesday. Brothers Gary Todd and Brad Wubker, I think they died after they were stuck in a pit in the 2300 block of Coldwater Creek Road. Everybody knows where that is. Sure. Gary and Todd died at the community hospital on Tuesday. According to the coroner's office, a preliminary autopsy showed that they died of asphyxiation secondary to a farm accident. I'm assuming that uh, there was not enough oxygen where they were at. Uh, One of them was taken to a hospital in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Hogan Camp Funeral Home confirmed his death. It's not clear how the men got stuck in the pit or how long they were in there. This is a developing story, and WTDN.com will update it with new information as it becomes available. So really all we know is they died in the manure pit. We don't know how long they were in there. We know they died of asphyxiation in the manure pit. Yeah. But I tell you what, uh, I'm a first responder down at the plant, and we've— you know, we talk, we do like confined space uh, training and things like that. And I tell you what, uh, many people don't know this, but you need oxygen. Yeah. You need it bad. Oh, if absolutely. you don't have oxygen, you're not going to live. Sure. And right. if there are other gases that are heavier than oxygen, say methane, yeah, or many others, if that fills up the space that you're in and pushes all the oxygen out, you right. can you can die quick, fast, and in a hurry. Well. That's a Good to nice know. global warming talk Tiny <laughs> just gave everybody without them even knowing. Uh, yeah, man, that's tough. I cannot think of many worse ways to go than being stuck in a manure pit. Like, if you're the first responder and you get the call, somebody fell in a manure pit, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to go to that one. You know, I got my good <laughs> shoes on. I just got these. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we slow roll over to the manure pit. Well, now they say the the best rescue is what's called a no entry rescue. Okay. Because nobody has to go in there. Sure. You just lower them a rope. You just give them a rope or put a ladder or something like that in there. Hope you can tie a bowling. (laughs) You know? Yeah. We're going to drag you out. Don't tie a slip knot. We're taught, uh, we're taught figure eight on a bite. That's a good one. Butterfly. Yeah. And, uh, I don't remember the third one. It's understood at the plant that if I'm the one coming in to save you, 
is you're in bad. <laughs> you're in bad shape. Tiny's there to tote out the dead body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, hey, we can't you, get him. You uh, <laughs> get Tiny in here to pick him up. If you didn't have enough air to begin with, you're sure gonna be bad Dude. when I plug up that <laughs> hole. <laughs> and I don't want to get into BF Goodrich's business or the union's business or whatever mm-hmm. but do we want a guy that's fascinated by the death of others <laughs> on our first responder team Thanks. absolutely <laughs> you do hey, i feel like that decreases the chance of a successful rescue that <laughs> is like look he's all hey guys he's almost dead let's just watch man i saved a dude how dare you <laughs> okay there you go you Got, saved someone? I saved somebody. Was I sure it, did. Was it a harrowing tale? I'll tell you the whole story right here, right now. My buddy, uh, well, I, I more my acquaintance, my, my work acquaintance, sure. Mark. Uh, I was building tires one night. This is back when I still built tires. And I'm going to uh, get a load of tires. And I look over and I see Mark. And he's like holding his thumb. And he's like, oh, oh. And I'm like, huh. And so I go over and I get my tires and I'm coming back to my machine and I look over and now he's on his hands and knees and he's oh, like, wow. oh, and I'm like, hey, Mark, are you okay? And I look over at my buddy, Johnny, uh, who is passed on now. Yeah. And I say, hey, Johnny, have you seen Mark? He's acting really weird over here. <laughs> he's on his hands and knees. He's on his hands and knees. That's not how you build tires. <laughs> Let's go check on him. And so I'm like, hey, Mark, are you going to be okay? And he's groaning. He's like, oh. He's also cussing. He's saying a lot of cuss words. Sure. So I know he's conscious. Yeah. You know, he's 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 conscious enough to drop a whole yeah, lot of four-letter words. Gotcha. And I'm like, do I need to uh do I need to call somebody for you? And he don't say nothing. Well, he don't say anything intelligible. Sure. It's just more cuss words. And uh I'm like, I'm gonna call an ambulance if uh if if you need it. It looks to me like you need it. He still don't say nothing. So I'm like, okay, I get on my radio. And uh, alert the team that we have a guy who's in, who's in pain. Right. We got to get him out of here. Code blue. And so the some of the guards, they we call it the ambulance, but it's not like a, an ambulance ambulance. It's like this little, uh, little truck, this little battery-powered truck that goes around in the plant. They come back there. And I'm standing at the door because they they don't know exactly where he is. They need somebody to guide them. Sure. We, we go over this in training, right? They uh, they come up and we go over to him, and now he's like laying down in the floor. He's rolling around all over the place. Oh wow! <laughs> we uh, we strap him to a backboard. I help load him up on there, and they took him to the hospital. Okay, and it was because of me that the doctors were able to find out he was having a gallbladder attack. Okay. That's exciting, <laughs> it's, Tiny. It's all me. You saved I his saved life. his life. Do you bring it up to him a lot? I would. He brought it up to me when he okay. come back to work. He was like, hey, I really appreciate you yeah. uh, You know, calling an ambulance for me. And I was like, I saved your life, yeah. Mark. I, mean, I would have turned around and been like, look, I need you to work my next six weekends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it even, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, um, the hero, really. <laughs> uh, you are. There goes my hero. Tiny is his name. Um, okay, well, my last story here um, from Fox News, Fair and Balance, everybody mm-hmm. knows. Uh, man beats off Chicago police officer. Beats off duty Chicago okay. police officer. Okay. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> Left a word. I'm sorry. 
Uh, bites off. That's not the end of the headline. You thought that was the end. All right. Man beats off duty Chicago police officer. Bites off friend's nipple in a road rage incident. His friend's nipple? Sure. <laughs> I mean, with friends like that. You think a stranger's going to let you get that close to his nipple? I mean, yikes. A man has been arrested in Chicago after attacking an off-duty police officer and biting off his friend's nipple. Chicago defending their title here. Sure, on Sunday night. (laughs) Kyle Clark, who's 35, was driving a black Volkswagen Jetta on Lakeshore Drive when he sideswiped another vehicle carrying the off-duty officer and his friend around 11.40 p.m., which, if you're going to get in a car wreck, you got to hope it's not an off-duty police officer. <laughs> yes. you know? The off-duty officer and his friend, who were both 38-year-old males, pulled alongside Clark and ordered him to pull over so they could file a crash report. The off-duty officer reportedly identified himself to Clark as a Chicago police officer. After the three men exited their vehicle, Clark allegedly punched the off-duty officer twice in the face, Mm. and when the friend tried to help, Clark attacked him and completely bit off his nipple. Oh, so So he bit bit the officer's friend. Okay. Headline was misleading in more ways than one. (laughs) Police arrived at the scene and reportedly took Clark into custody after a brief struggle. The off-duty cop's friend was taken to the hospital for treatment. Where he promptly fell down the stairs. Yeah. Right. And then was taken into an emergency room. Clark was booked into the county jail on Sunday with a uh, lead charge of aggravated assault on a peace officer. And he's being held on a $100,000 bond. He bit Um, off a piece of the peace officer. Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I imagine having your whole nipple taken away. He'll that man will never be able to breastfeed. You know, <laughs> like think of that's the tragedy right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's tough. I think if I got a nipple bit off, I wouldn't get like any cosmetic surgery or anything to put me a fake nipple on right. there. I, that's a cool story to tell everybody. Yeah, I would just want antibiotics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we definitely need to make sure the area is clean and. I don't get infected and I don't get any communicable diseases. Mm -hmm. But in the long run, you know, like three years down the road, when you get down to Gulf Shores and you pop your top off and everybody's (laughs) like, wow, what's up with only having one nipple? You're like, man, I do. Crackhead Chris did that. (laughs) Crackhead Chris bit my nipple off (laughs) after he ran into my friend's car. We got into a fight. He bit my nipple off. That's a pretty cool story to tell. I'm, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm serious about That's that. way better than a gallbladder attack. <laughs> <laughs> Next time somebody has a gallbladder attack, Tiny, bite their nipple off. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're going to thank me for this. Yes. I know right now you don't realize this, but I really just made a cool story gonna, for you. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> Well, we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, and you can order the spice right there on the website. They said the dude's nipple had Cajun Curl on it. (laughs) That's why I bit it off. It's irresistible, okay? It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's the seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. 
Cajun Curl Bayou London Spice will literally change your life for the better, really. You Absolutely. Will, I have never wanted to bite a nipple off while eating Cajun Curl. That's the truth. Hand up. Scout's honor. Okay. <laughs> On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice and you'll find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. Um, if you're around here in this area, it's available at Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, uh, and Mark Smart in downtown Northport, and also the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace, Wallace Boulevard. Not Lurling Wallace Boulevard. That's <laughs> on the whole other side of town. <laughs> Uh, all of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. You know who doesn't like Cajun Curl? <laughs> Who's that? The Taliban. <laughs> they don't like Cajun they, Curl? They hate it. Oh, they no. hate it over there. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by you blend the spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. Let's listen to our voicemail. All right. I believe we only have one this week. Oh, I thought a couple extra would have came in with an extra time, but... We do have another one. Okay. All right. I, wonder if it, I, I, was, I thought there would be an outcry of the people wondering where the podcast was. <laughs> I did mention it in the Discord. I said, hey, show's going to be that. a little late. Yeah. So maybe that alerted the, sure. the diehards. Yeah, right. Yeah. Our first voicemail comes from the lovely Miss Jacqueline. Yeehaw, John and Crackhead Chris. Uh, and of course, that's Chinese for hello, John and Crackhead Chris. Uh, it's Jacqueline speaking. You don't do six years as a health inspector and not pick up a few Chinese phrases. So ni hao means hello in Chinese. Real quick, uh, how do you say Taiwan is not a country in Chinese? <laughs> I don't think you can say that in Chinese. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, just a weird thing that happened. There was a blip in the Matrix uh, on Thursday. I don't know if anybody noticed. But um, I went into my office and my secretary asked me right away if I've ever listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. And I said, I had I don't listen to it. No, but I know people that do. Why? What's up? And she went on to tell me about she was listening to it. And there was this story about this uh, woman that defected from North Korea. And she told me the whole story about it. And I thought, oh, that's very interesting. So then I went to my desk and put on your podcast to listen. And the first thing you're talking about is the Joe Rogan podcast about this woman that defected from North Korea. So it was kind of weird. And it was a little blip in the matrix. So I'm wondering if anybody else noticed anything odd on Thursday morning. Um, so yeah, of course, I ordered my Trump card. Uh, me and Hubby both opened, ordered a ton of them to show our undying love and support for your 45th president. Um, God, I hope people pick up the sarcasm in my voice. Nope, no sarcasm. I don't know. I didn't. I'm glad. <laughs> Just I'm going to clip that right there. Trump train, baby. <laughs> Jacqueline's on board. Yeah. I saw her. She posted a picture with her Make America Great hat on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was too much. I thought it was a little over the line well, for, my, for me, but hey. Look, the fact that she says Trump is president, like the shadow president still, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that the election was all just a sham, you know? <laughs> yeah. That kind of surprised me. Yeah. But yeah, you know. Anyway. Because that gentleman, and I don't even use that word, but that human 
uh, just angers every inch of my being. So, anyways, I uh, hope you guys get one, but I will not be. And if I do get them, I'll get them just to burn them because that'll show them. Uh, anyway, when you were talking about Gatlinburg, uh, it put a song in my head all day. Every time you guys talk about Gatlinburg, I get a boy named Sue by Johnny Cash in my head. Because that's the only time I'd ever heard about Gatlinburg uh, before that. Uh, he That's where he goes to confront his dad in the song. Uh, there is a Titanic exhibit here, so I don't have to go to Gatlinburg. I don't got to bring my hubby there. Not that I possibly would anyway, but... We have a Titanic exhibit here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, because uh, the Titanic sunk just off, not too far from here. So there's actually a graveyard here where people that uh, died in the Titanic are buried. So if you want to come up to Halifax for a fun, real Titanic exhibit, we got some here. Anyways, hope you guys are having a great week. It's Friday here when I'm calling, and it's beautifully sunny and like going up to, I would say, probably about 100 degrees Fahrenheit today. I'm loving it, and I uh, will talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, I don't believe Pigeon Forge has any uh, dead bodies of Titanic victims. No, no. So we can't compete with that. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's true. You have the superior museum based around a tragedy. Kudos for Jacqueline for referencing A Boy Named Sue. Great song. (laughs) Yes. He does go to Gatlinburg (laughs) in mid-July, I think. I forgot forgot it was in that song. Yeah, sure enough. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, that may be the only song I know of that has Gatlinburg in it. Mm-hmm. If there was one, one song that was going to have Gatlinburg in it, and I just had to—I didn't know—I had to guess yeah. it would be Gatlinburg. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> well, who else called? Our buddy Chris called in this week. Uh, all right, <laughs> we got him. Hey, fellas, this is Chris Williams, and I—I I just had a brief thought this morning. Listening uh, to last week's episode a few days ago. I feel like you missed a pretty golden opportunity when you were talking about the Trump cards and you were discussing uh, which was your favorite. I feel like the most appropriate answer would have been uh, this one here on the far right. <laughs> All right, <Dickie>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hand up. That sure. was a missed opportunity <laughs> for sure. Such a waste. Wow. (laughs) Credit to Chris. Absolutely. All credit to Chris. (laughs) That would have been a good one. Yes. Uh, And that's it for voicemails. Whoa, so he didn't hit us with his uh, signature sign-off? No, we didn't. I don't even remember what it was, but I want to say like Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I don't remember what he used to say. Do you remember? (laughs) Oh, it was something like, it was three words. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Call Dang. back in and and and, and just say that remind line. us. Yes. Just say that lie to hang up, Chris. <laughs> we'll, we'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, we have a couple questions. Okay. We have two questions. <laughs> An exact couple. Okay. <laughs> and now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. You have almost... I mean, not not quite there, but you've almost answered everyone's sure. questions that are to be asked. So okay. This is kind of, an accomplishment. Yeah. Our first question comes from That's Our Babo. When they finally make a movie about the life of James Spann called Respect the Polygon, who should play James? Ooh, uh, you know, I mean, straight off the top of my head, I think, because there's not a lot of bald actors, you know, like, James Spann bald actor. What about Patrick Stewart? Yeah, but he's like all the way bald, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 James got the ring around the head. 
<laughs> you know, would like I would do if I go ball. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Rob Cordry. You know who that is? He used to be on uh-uh. the Daily Show a long time ago. Him, I, you know, but he James is like tall and lanky too. So mm-hmm. maybe like Jeff Goldblum with a with a, a a shaved head or something. Yeah, who's the uh, who's the, the the Batman guy? Uh, um, Ben Affleck. No, 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 no. Was one that was in the Batman. the one that was in the good ones. Uh, I, I've only seen one Batman in my entire life. Okay, and that was in French. <laughs> no joke. The only time I've ever seen uh, Batman. Something Bale Christian. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Okay. I would say him because if you've seen the movie Vice, he can be anybody. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen the movie Vice. Somehow, I'm assuming Black Magic was involved. Okay. He morphed into... Uh, oh, I got the perfect person. John Malkovich. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's I think he could yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Uh, maybe Joe Rogan, but he wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't yeah. think Joe could pull it all. Yeah, probably. Well, I was about to say he he only does bit roles in yeah. comedies, but yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I, what's what? I mean, what is the movie? Is it going to be a comedy or is it going to be like a a biopic? In my mind, I pictured it as an adult film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are we going a different direction here? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. All right. Respect the polygon works though as a title for that. No, I think this uh, biopic. Respect the cylinder is the <laughs> <laughs> respect the polydome. <laughs> That's the uh, the offshoot. <laughs> That's the the aftermarket remake. <laughs> yes. All right, our next question comes from Raytheon. I enjoy eating cereal. Am I a cereal killer? Technically, yes. Yes. The real question is, is cereal a soup? Yeah. Or uh, is it a salad and milk is the dressing? <laughs> uh. Can mil- Milk can't be a dressing, though, can it? Why can't it be? Milk's in ranch. Yeah, but it's got more ingredients. Sure. It's thicker. Yeah. Is a hot dog a, a sandwich? Dressing, would you say a dressing has to be thick? And if so, what do you say about Italian dressing? Mm, I don't. These are all intriguing questions. Well, now I don't want to sound racist, but <laughs> okay. Italians I've met tend to be thick. <laughs> We're talking about their dressing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about their dressing. I got you. Yeah, or oil and vinegar, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's like don't a know. vinaigrette dressing. I'm not smart enough to. To know. Unravel the mysteries of cereal. I mean, I can't even tell how the United States is supposed to leave Afghanistan. So how no. am I supposed to figure that out? Well, I can figure a way better plan than what we did. <laughs> yeah. And I don't care who y'all want to blame, whether it's Trump or Biden. I don't care. Like, we should have done something differently. Mm-hmm. We made agreements with those people over there, and we did not hold up our end of the bargain. And that's a tragedy. On, on the real tip, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, somewhat embarrassing. I would say that. Not even somewhat. It is embarrassing. Right. Much more embarrassed by that than our COVID death count. I just say, I mean, I, was, I am. I, I tell a, you what, if uh, if you're another country and you hear about the United States is coming to help you, <laughs> to help you out. <laughs> yeah, you need to turn us away. <laughs> I say. Like, we do a lot of good, all right? And, when it comes to foreign aid. Yeah. Oh, and, like, really? We are like... We we do a lot to mm-hmm. help other people. We do a lot of good, but we will also screw up royally, too. That's yeah. just what you get with America. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, you can't have progress without risk. Sure. You're right. going to make an omelet. No. You have to break a few thousand eggs. Yeah. 
Very few countries are like Canada. Canada's got like <laughs> impeccable PR. You know, right. nobody hates Canada. Nobody hates, you know, I, I know Canada's got some checkered stuff in its past, but for the most part, everybody thinks favorably of Canada. Mm-hmm. And that is because of us, you know? <laughs> like, and they should send us a thank you note every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> they should send a wreath or something that says, look, I appreciate y'all taking the heat off of us. Not even that they're in the same league as us. You know, I'm a good honorary Canadian sister. Mm-hmm. I would never talk bad about the sisterhood and my adopted other homeland. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think people would come down a lot harder on Canada if it wasn't for us. We just take the attention away from everybody over here. The whole Western Hemisphere, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we create some messes. We'll also do a whole lot of good. Give a whole lot of money out. Feed a whole lot of people. We came up with arid climate corn, which changed a lot of impoverished areas in the entire world. People don't talk about that enough because they don't know anything about agriculture. <laughs> but we did. and. uh you know, credit to us, but also we'll fumble the ball every once in a while. Well, I mean, despite all the good that the United States does, you you just have you just can't find a few weapons of mass destruction. Sure. And that's all everybody <laughs> wants to talk about. Not to turn this into a youth group session, <laughs> but normally you're only remembered by the bad things you do. You know, right. like it only takes a moment to ruin your <laughs> reputation. Okay. You invade a country yeah. that supposedly has weapons of mass destruction and there's none there. Mm-hmm. All right. Drop a couple of atomic bombs along the way. And, you know, transatlantic s- slave trafficking. <laughs> uh, all those things yeah. are what people bring up about us. They don't bring up all the good stuff we do. Well, hey, how about this? The United States was up front about not finding those weapons of mass destruction. Sure. If I'd been in charge, I'd be like, well, you know what? We're going to come up with something. No. Yeah, look, hey. <laughs> we are going to find some weapons. <laughs> look, crackhead Chris, I need you to take this <laughs> nuclear weapon over there and hide it. Okay? Yes. When you get in here, call us <laughs> and let us know we're going to come find it. Yeah. How do you not do that? I mean, you don't think the, the, the military is going to keep silent about that? <laughs> right. Uh, that's just, yeah, that was... That was a wild time. You know, really the past couple of decades, uh, we we've we've been on a pretty 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 bad run here. I wonder who will invade next. <laughs> I don't know. It won't be I, long. I can tell you who it won't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's North Korea. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think that we're probably just getting ready. We're bringing everybody home to get ready for the impending war against China. You know? <laughs> so that's going to be the big one. That's going to be the Super Bowl you know, for, for us all. For all the marbles, winner takes all, Texas death match. Here we go. You're going to have me out there digging a bombshell here. You keep talking. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. I don't want to live through that, though. Well, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I don't want to die a horrible death. Like, I would like for them to drop a nuclear bomb. On Directly me. on me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe not straight on me. Maybe like at the Taco Bell. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Tell you what, we've been in some dark places this show. We really have. 
<laughs> this is what happens when we don't record on Sunday and we've, right we've, after church. And we both worked all day, <laughs> yes. you know, and dealt with kids <laughs> and everything else. This is what you get. <laughs> like all of you get, and I'm horrible on Sundays too, but there's a <laughs> there's a little bit of Jesus left in me. You know? <laughs> and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> That's right. It's only Tuesday. Yeah. I'll wait till Friday. I, I'll be going out. I'll be dropping cuss words left and right. <laughs> well, John... One thing that we have to do before we end this show sure. is we have to thank our patrons. Okay. We thank each and every one of you so much for your support, for your love, for your picks. Yeah. <laughs> All everything. And mostly your money. <laughs> yes. And we want to thank specifically by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. We thank Mick you Will. all so much, again, for everything. And you are the reason we continue to do this show, and you're the reason why we don't skip a week Yeah, when we can't get together right. for a, a specific day. Bette Midler said it best. You're the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. If you would like to get on that Patreon train, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you join up at the $5 tier, you get an extended show each and every week, and you get once a month and patrons-only exclusive show. That's patreon.com slash earthoddity. Extend your oddity. That's right. Speaking of extended shows, what do we got coming up in the extension? Uh, I have a story so spicy that I don't even know that I can preview it before uh, on the regular show. Okay. I'll just say this. I had to go to my wife for pronunciation of <laughs> the correct pronunciation of a uh, female body part. So, okay. There we go. Well, John, I'm assuming you had summer jobs when you were a teenager. I did. I had summer jobs. We've all had summer yeah. jobs trying to make a little extra scratch when sure. you're 16 years old trying to save up for a car. Yeah. I have a story about a 16-year-old boy who was offered a summer job. Making a little money. That was maybe a little outside his <laughs> repertoire. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, good. I'm excited. Are you got anything else to say before we end the show? Nope. Love everybody. Thanks for being patient with us this week. Yes. If, if I could make one recommendation to you, Tiny, I would just post this thing straight on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Might do it. And uh, that way the people will stop bothering us, wanting to know when the podcast is coming. <laughs> uh, but no, really, thanks everybody for listening. Do like Jacqueline, I'm sure, did when the person brought up the Joe Rogan podcast. And she probably followed that up with, well, let me tell you about another great podcast you should listen to. And that's Earth Oddity Podcast. Yeah. And now, well, I probably have another Canadian sister up there in the uh, Department of Health uh, in Canada. And the family just gets bigger. We get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. And just wait till OddCon in Gatlinburg. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. We're going to go to the Smoky Bear Jamboree and uh, maybe hit up the Dixie Stampede. Yep. Yeah. We got to sit on the south side, though. 
<laughs> the South Side uh, tends to be a little favored right. in that show, yeah. and we've got to win. We got to win. Yes, <laughs> we didn't win the first time. Just let us win the Dixie Stampede. You know. <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening and for downloading us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora. We, we're on them all. Mm-hmm. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. If you would like to look at our show art... We have some show art on Instagram. That's underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, guys, welcome to the Patreon extension, number one Patreon extension in all of New Zealand, according to the numbers I've seen. So... (laughs) We're doing huge numbers down there. Uh, well, I wonder if we're still huge in Kenya, you know? Yeah, I need to... Uh...